it's a cold world it's a cold cold world you know it is. this is what happens you know if you can't toughen up and you can't make the tough decisions then you end up at the bottom of the table nobody cares they're just waiting for you to drop out again your name comes up on the fixture things so that either go all right there's three points there and then they'll be gone by the end of the season that's how cold it is it depends yeah. if you're Arsenal. Mm. Well, <laughs> if you're Arsenal, it might be three points for them. <laughs> I still think that every game for them is just going to be just difficult. Cold world, man. I've got no, mm. no see, no love, no sympathy. My heart is made of granite. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your tears bouncing off my cold, cold heart. Goodbye, Sheffield United. Close yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care for them. I'm going to eat those words so much, Ryan. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yes, yes, welcome back to FPL Bros. This is episode 35, and we are going to preview game week nine. How's everyone doing? Yeah, good. I'm all good. It's been a long break, hasn't it? Seems like it. Yeah, the international break. How I hate it. Everyone <laughs> does. Everyone seems to. But um, I guess summer's really when people want international football, not during the league season. Anyway, cool. yeah, so we're just going to pick up where we left off from the last episode. Uh, we were looking at the next four fixtures and we went through 10 teams. And so we got the rest of the league to go through. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So, Derek, do you want to get us started off with the upcoming fixtures for the next 10 teams? Well, before we kick off, I think we all spoke about how we did the previous week. Maybe, Jamie, you get to talk about how you did in the last game week and then I'll kick off from there. Yeah, Jamie, how did you do? Oh, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. I really appreciate your quality with that. <laughs> I got in game week eight, 56 points. My highest scorer was my captain, Kane. Um, Salah, sorry, not Kane. And Doherty as well, with the assist, clean sheet, and all three bonus points. He got me 12. 56 means that I was just one point above uh, the average, which I'll take, I guess. If I'm ahead of the average, that's not so bad. But it was a pretty poor week for me because um, Costa got me minus one and no real big hitters other than that. Yeah, I think it was a tough week because a lot of people actually did quite well. And and I guess it just depended on who you owned, really. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, 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 can't re- I can't remember exactly who, who, who did the best uh, last week. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people had Suchek, he did well. A lot of people had Ziyech, he did well. I think Chilwell also had a good game. And as you know, Manchester United players are incredibly popular. There are plenty of people who must have had Fernandes and he got 17 points. So they were laughing basically as well. Yeah. If you didn't have any of those players, then yeah, it was a bit of a tough one to take. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes you play too well, sometimes they don't. Um, exactly. So uh, yeah, we're well, we looking at the next four fixtures. You ready yeah, to get yeah. to that? Ready right, to kick off it. from where we left off. So... Where we left off, the next team would have been Manchester City. So Manchester City, their next four fixtures, Tottenham, Burnley, Fulham and United. So Tottenham away, Burnley at home, Fulham at home and United away. So they've got two 
fairly difficult games away and two fairly easy games at home in between. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I, I think that's a quite a mixed bag, really. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot depends on whether Jesus is really going to start clicking or not and whether we're going to see the Torres that we saw for Spain when they put six goals past Germany and he got a hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a bit of a mixed bag as well. I think the last interesting because I feel like the last week depends, the last week of being Man United away, it really depends on how the other three went because I feel like if they can build up their momentum, then they could have Man United away. But I think that's the, by far the toughest fixture out of all of them for them because they're not good at going against Old Trafford and they're not good against Ole Gunnar Solskjaer either. No, yeah, you've got a point true. there. I mean, they could just end up being another PSG, couldn't they? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's interesting. Do you guys think any defending or attacking players from City at this moment? Well, for me, it's still Sterling and to a lesser extent De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are able to take his benchings on the chin, you could go with Foden. But he hasn't started the last three games for Man City. If I remember correctly, there was one where he came on after 45 minutes and scored. Then there was one where he came on and only played nine minutes. And then there was one where he didn't get on the pitch at all. So that's a risk you have to take with Foden. Defensively, a lot of people are talking about Cancelo. I I don't know what to think. For me, Carl Walker seems to be the only real fixture in that defence. But then Mm -hmm. he doesn't necessarily do an awful lot. But the centre-backs are a bit too expensive for my liking, especially when there's no guarantee of clean sheets and they don't really do much else. I don't know. What do you think, Jamie? I think I agree with you on most, on most of the points as well. I think if I, were to, if I were to hazard a pick, it would probably be for Carl Walker in defence. Mm. I know they don't get clean sheets. I know that he's at least going to play the games, which kind of like negates the, the pep rotation factor, you know? I'll probably go in with Walker and then I'll consider looking into Sterling. I just don't know where City are going to lie this season. Like, it's still so up and down for them. You just don't know. And I suppose that's just the luck of this team in general. Like, you just yeah. don't know. They they could they could beat Spurs, lose to Burnley, and then, like, go ahead and beat Manchester United. You just don't know. <laughs> could you imagine them losing to Burnley? I suppose Man. it's possible, actually. Literally, it would be possible. I mean, we've seen some 7-2s, we've seen 6-1s. Like, it's literally anything's possible right now. True. That's, that's the scariness of it all. One last thing I would say is that a lot of people are going to jump on City in the next coming weeks because apparently for the next 14 game weeks, not just the next four, next 14 game weeks, they've only got like two or three really difficult fixtures. And, and it's just a case of whether they're going to click or not. But regardless of that, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be putting their money with City and hoping that they do click. So you're going to see transfers for De Bruyne go up, for Jesus go up, um, you know. So if that's okay. an eye on. Cool. Nice one, guys. All right, next is Liverpool. We all have been watching the news. We know there's some injuries going on at Liverpool. The defence is not as solid as it was. Some of the fullbacks are out as well. And then to top it off, obviously, you've got Salah, who has had to quarantine and Dahu will be back for the next fixture, which is against Leicester. So they have Leicester, Brighton, Wolves and Fulham. So I'd say probably one tough one and three fairly straightforward ones they should win. But then again, you can't really count Wolves off. However, Wolves is at home and Liverpool do have a really good fixture at home. Same with Leicester. So this is something to consider, guys. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Jamie, I don't know what you oh, think. You want me to start? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like literally. This is the conundrum of, of the week for me because I've got both Salah and Trent 
and both of them they're out for at the moment FPL we're saying the 28th for Salah which means that he'll miss the Brighton game so that means he could be out for Leicester and then maybe expected back for Brighton we'll just have to see how it goes I can I afford that much money because I mean my bench does not look good <laughs> so it's just him being my big money signing I don't know I would say with Liverpool going away to these teams, I would say, which might be a hot take, but I would look to the defence and I would look to see how, maybe not straight away for Leicester, but after Leicester, see who they settle with in defence since they've got defensive troubles at the moment. And you could find a cheap player to get you some clean sheets. Yeah, possibly. I that's, mean, that's what I'm looking into. If they had to start tomorrow, it looks to me that they're going to have Simakis at left back. Nico Williams at right back, <laughs> Phillips and Matip in the centre of defence. So maybe it's not clean sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but you've already you set me off there. It's not confidence expiring. I don't know. I mean, Leicester, anything could happen in that game. And mm-hmm. Vardy's just looking dangerous again. And if yeah. and we all know Liverpool like to press, and if they press right off the pitch and Vardy gets away, then, you know, that's the clean sheet gone there. Brighton also like to have a go. So, again, you've probably got a point with the clean sheet gone there as well. Um, with Wolves, Wolves aren't scoring a massive amount of goals at the moment, but they are defending relatively well. So that game could go either way. I mean, the only real one that stands out is Fulham. Mm-hmm. So don't but, be but surprised. Fulham got Mitrovic, though. Mitrovic will probably get a goal. <laughs> yeah, although he's he has been looking, you know, shocking lately. I mean, he missed the penalty for Serbia, didn't he, when they were doing the penalty shootout yeah. against Scotland? But that's different, yeah. though. I'm not going to hold that against him. I, I've got to say, yeah, don't be surprised if you don't get an awful lot from your Liverpool players. However, if you want to ditch them, that's another thing because I think I'm going to hold on to Salah. It's not like he's injured per se; it's just that he can't play. But as soon as mm-hmm. the the isolation period is over. He he's going to be back on the pitch and he's going to be itching to to start scoring. So I'm I'm holding on to Salah, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it, it'd be a case of of uh, take it on the chin with your Liverpool assets. If you transfer them out, then you have to think that you're going to have to transfer them back in again. So that's already that's two transfers you're tying up with just players from one team. Do you really want to waste them? I don't know. You, you've, you've made the assumption that I might want to bring him back in. I'm looking at Trey. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't got any patience this guy, man. It's been, he's been there from the beginning. He's done nothing. <laughs> okay. No, that, that, fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I can't argue with that. Cool. All right. So those are your thoughts on the Liverpool assets. Um, it should be an interesting game against Leicester anyway. It would be a good chance to see how Liverpool react without some of the key players on the field and I think it it should definitely set a tone for the next couple of games they have which should be once again you know straightforward games but depending on how this game plays I reckon it can make a massive difference so okay so the next one we've got is Arsenal so with Arsenal they've got some fairly okay fixtures coming up Um, however they are playing some teams that do have some attacking threats. So they've got Leeds away, Wolves at home, Tottenham away, Burnley at home. What are your thoughts, guys? Uh, it's With Arsenal, it's a bit of a tough one, isn't it, as well? Jamie, you want to kick us off? Uh, sure. With Arsenal, I suppose you guys are expecting, us, expecting some kind of insight from me, but I couldn't even tell you. Literally, after Aston Villa, I've had the stuff that knocked out of me, so I don't know where to look. It really, it really depends how we line up against Leeds. It depends... <laughs> 
it does. Everything wasted is on that game because if you listen, well, I don't know you how much you focus, probably not as much as me, on the press conferences and stuff afterwards. But Arteta said that he's like he's, he needs more goals. He's going to be more attacking. He's going to want to like push forward. He needs to rethink the lineup. Like he made all the right noises and he's done this before. But we've got to wait and see if he plays Aubameyang through the middle. He brings Pepe on the right. Like he plays a young star on the left. I.e. Saka changes up the midfield a bit. Like I don't know. If he does something, Arsenal could look like a completely different team against Leeds. But it, it matters on him. Like if he goes ahead and puts the same lineup that he did against Villa, that he did against Man United, we're probably going to lose again. Like it's just that real. So it really depends. I have a feeling though that after this international break, I feel like he's going to feel the pressure and he's going to start putting a Bamyang through the middle. So that might be an area to look through for goals. I mean, I know a lot of people might have like sold him out because he was very expensive, but I think his price has dropped a bit, and so maybe you could get him in. And as a midfielder, he scores as many goals as he's capable of scoring. He could yeah. be looking. I wouldn't immediately go for the defence, because I just don't know where we are. Like I said, with one four loss, you can't write this. It's 50-50 at this point. Uh, Jamie, you're killing me. You're killing me with the comments about the defence, which is fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all about the attack at the moment, isn't it? Uh, I think the questions floating around really is they've got to be more potent up front. Um, mm-hmm. And he might well do something about it. Like I always say, managers react to things just because a team doesn't score for four games running doesn't mean they're going to not score for the fifth one because they'll be desperate to change that. Mm-hmm. So I can't help feeling that you, you've actually been quite insightful there. And then Arsenal are going to pull out all the stops in trying to get a goal. And against Leeds, that's entirely possible. I was listening to some Leeds fans recently and they said that although Bielsa is a good manager and a good tactician, he always does the same thing every single game and one thing he always does is that the way that Leeds defend it's a man marking all over the pitch and it doesn't matter whether a Leeds player is good at marking or bad at marking or whether they're marking a good player or a bad player they will stick with that man throughout the whole 90 minutes so if Bielsa puts somebody up against say a Bamiang or Pepe or Saka who can't cope with them then mm. he's not going to change it and that might open things right up for Arsenal. So I think there could be games, there could be goals in that. That might be another 4-3, might be a 4-3 to Arsenal. With the Wolves, I, again, I think Jamie's got it nailed on here. It really depends on how they kick on from the Leeds game and how that sets them up for the following games. But Wolves is difficult, Spurs mm-hmm. is difficult and I know that Harry Kane always likes to score in the North London derby. And then Bernie just might spoil the party because by that time, Dyche might have his defensive problems sorted out and they might just stifle Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny It's funny that you say that because I'm, I look forward more to the away games than I do to the home games just because of the attitude of the opposing team. When they come to Arsenal, they're, they're camping in and Arsenal can't play against you when you're camped in. But when we go to their house, they feel like they can attack us and that's when you mistake. Because you open up the midfield, you open up the wide areas and we start and then we can get you. No, I, th- I think uh, that goes for a lot of teams, yeah. Cool. Nice one, guys. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right. Next, let's go for West Ham, uh, a team who's in good form at the moment. Next four fixtures are Sheffield United, Aston Villa, Manchester United and Leeds. So Sheffield United away, Aston Villa at home. Manchester United at home and Leeds away. Are we going to consider any assets from West Ham or do we think they're overperforming, overachieving, so to speak? 
I think the thing about West Ham is that they're reliably unreliable and sometimes <laughs> they can turn it on and sometimes they can't. And you've just got to kind of take it on the chin when you've got West Ham assets. Sometimes except that they're just some games are just going to do terribly in and they're going to concede like three or four goals or something. With Sheffield United, I expect them to get something from that game. Aston Villa, oof, I mean, who knows? Aston Villa will give them again. Uh, Man United, I think I actually said last week that that's a game that normally throws up interesting results. And after the way West Ham did Spurs, it wouldn't surprise me if they went and embarrassed Ole as well. Uh, yeah. And then the Leeds game, again, I'm not really sure. In terms of assets, they've got that right wing back, uh, Kufal or Sufal, I'm not sure how you pronounce yes, it. Kufal. He's yours for 4.5 and he's very creative. Um, there's mm. Crestman, he is 5.1, so he's a bit on the dear side. Uh, for what you're getting. Then there's Suchek, who I think is worth a shout. Again, I, I read somewhere that he spends almost as much time in the opposition penalty box as he does in his own half. So, uh, for a, yeah, <laughs> for a four, 4.9 midfielder, you know, he's worth a pun. You know, if you've got a fourth or fifth midfield spot, then he's going to pop up with goals occasionally. He's not going to blow you away with points, but that's because he's only 4.9 mil. And then all eyes obviously have been on Antonio all this time, but I don't know when he's going to be back. He's still flat and there's no return date given for him. So uh, that's my analysis anyway. Yeah, it's really sad, to be fair, because he was having such a great season doing so well but yeah I think you made some good points there in terms of some potential with some assets that people could look at and I do think you're right with that United game I can see a shock I can see what that being a shock game so see how that plays out mm-hmm. cool <laughs> it's gonna be a funny one let's look at Spurs okay so Spurs have some tough fixtures coming up their lovely run of games has now ended And, you know, they had a really good run. Their last four prior to the ones coming up was West Brom, Brighton, Burnley and West Ham. The next four is Manchester City, Chelsea, Arsenal and Crystal Palace. (laughs) Uh, So, um, and I don't want to talk about what they got after that, but what are your thoughts, guys? I mean, defensively, I reckon most people would stay away. Most people are staying away now anyway, but are we still looking at Son and... Kane as people we would either bring in or keep holding if we had them? Well, it's a very tough one. I would probably ditch Son and keep Kane because I think I mentioned this before. Spurs doesn't have to win those games for Kane to get points. So I can see him scoring in all four of those games, basically. And if he gets six points and picks up some bonus, that's fine by me. Uh, because he plays 90 minutes, he's on penalties, and he's fairly reliable. Now, yeah. I want to say one thing kind of quickly. A lot of people are saying that Mourinho's reverting to type here, and because like Spurs only won their last couple of games by one goal, they're saying, oh, he's keeping it tight. He, you know, he'd, he'd much rather score a goal and, and then shut up shot because he doesn't want to lose those games. And I think, OK, fair enough. Mourinho does have that reputation. But the fact is... While he's been in charge of Spurs, there have been some real ding-dong results. Yeah, mm. And just because yeah. Mourinho is known as a defensive manager, that doesn't mean Spurs can't occasionally go nuts and score lots of goals. I was yeah. going to go through Mourinho's entire history with Spurs just to see how many times Spurs have scored more than two or three goals. But I couldn't be bothered. 
I'll I'll just say this, look, they scored like five goals against Southampton, six goals against Man United. Don't rely on Spurs being low scorers because they've got attacking talent all over the pitch. Yeah. looks like he's back to his best. Son can do it. Kane can do it. You know, they've got Lo Celso, they've got Ndombele, they've got Bergwin, they've got Lamella. You know, they can all come on and and who knows, maybe even Vinicius might start scoring in the Premier League. So just because, you know, Mourinho's got his reputation, it doesn't always mean Spurs are going to be low-scoring games because even yeah. while he's been manager, they have scored lots of goals in a, in a single game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that that is true. And that is a, a very valid point to make. And I think, you know, if people do have Spurs players and they're kind of like maybe panicking, this that's probably a good point to, to listen to. And remember, mm-hmm. Spurs do score. Your Canes and your Sons will score. So maybe if you do have them, don't be too quick to ditch them just yet, probably. Mm, no, you know, I Spurs agree. are home to City as well. And, you know, like, I know you don't really have the crowds, but home advantage is a home advantage. They don't have to travel, so. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. And also Kane is, is their penalty taker. So, and, and yeah. there's always a, there's a mandatory um, North London derby penalty kick for Kane. So oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely oh, going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm licking my lips now. Why are you killing me with my Bellerin pick, Jamie? Right. I mean, I'm just a little facts, facts of facts. It, I, like well, all I've said is that, like Arsenal's defense. If you're looking for clean sheets, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure because of the way we fell apart with Villa. It feels I've like it's been a little. I've got such then, highest remorse now. Five point one billion he cost me, and like. <laughs> I'll come off it. 5.1 million. But I would say if you were looking for an anomaly result, the Villa game was an anomaly result because I, I, every sir. single every single Arsenal fan I've listened to or spoken to since that game, they've all said they've never felt worse after an Arteta's reign Arsenal game as that game because it was just it was just like a life. It was unbelievable. It was like you know them games where your your team just hasn't shown up, and that's what it felt like for Arsenal. So. I yeah, do feel yeah. like he's really, really shown his non-negotiables to them over this break and like they're going to be training hard and he's never going to let it happen. And it doesn't mean Bellerin is a player who plays a lot in the final third as well. So you're bound to get... And it's, it's just, true. It's true. It's just that I just can't believe how wrong I got it. I thought, OK, I'll wait until the Man United game's over and he gets nine <laughs> points. So, well, I've got him for Villain. Villain now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, show me the points, show me the money. Anyway, I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But regarding Spurs, I agree with you. I think I think you're right. I think keep, if you've got an attacking player, keep him. I think Kane. I think Kane is equally as good as Son. I think that they they bounce off each other so much. I don't. I mean, Kane is probably more likely just because of the penalties. But I don't yeah. think Son's a bad shout either. And um, but I don't know. I'm not convinced about Bale back to his best. I mean, I just. I'm not convinced. Me saying that now he's going to get a hat-trick against Arsenal. But I'm not convinced about Bell being his best. But um, yeah, definitely Kane and Son look into them. And you're right, Tottenham don't have to win to, for Kane and Son to get some points. Cool. All right. On that note, actually, should we bounce on to Aston Villa? Hmm. And Villa have some of the best fixtures um, for a, a while to come, to be fair. So Villa have Brighton at home. West Ham away, Newcastle at home and Wolves away. They've not only played brilliantly attacking-wise, they've played brilliantly defending-wise. Um, Jack Grealish has, you know, had the call-up to the England squad. 
and they've already said he is a player that England need. Um, his flair, his vision, his confidence is literally oozing um, with talent this season. So with the upcoming fixtures they do have, once again, fairly straightforward fixtures, in my opinion, in comparison to some of the games they've played, which is Brighton at home, West Ham at away, Newcastle at home and Wolves away. You know, what are your thoughts on acquiring any assets from Aston Villa? Yeah, I mean, I think you've nailed it there. The next four fixtures, and in fact beyond, are mouth-watering. Grealish is a no-brainer, I'm afraid. He plays 90 minutes. Uh, he's a midfielder, but he can get goals. He gets fouled all the time. So if somebody scores off a pre-kick and a penalty, he gets a fantasy assist. And and he's always involved in what Aston Villa do. And he pretty much plays wide left for them. You know, I mean, I don't want to compare him to Salah, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a midfielder who's literally up there where the action is. In yeah. terms of other assets, Barkley's still worth a look, I think. Um, mm. you know, yeah, he, he, he was been a bit quiet, but he, you know, he's starting as well. And, you know, you know, they brought him in to play and do stuff. Ollie Watkins... He's starting to look the real deal. I wouldn't blame you for being cautious about him because it's not always easy to make the step up from championship to Premier League. But again, for 6.1, you know, it's not it's not like he's going to blow you away with points. But if he ticks over, then, you know, you've still got money to spend on the likes of Vardy, Jesus, Kane or, or whoever, um, if, if you want to spend a lot up front. In terms of the defence, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Tyrone Mings. He's 5.3 at the moment, um, which is a lot for somebody in, in a team with Villas and who have been improving defensively, but I think they're still, you know, capable of getting taken apart. I suppose yeah. Matthew Target would be the one for me. Uh, he's only 4.5 and he does create a lot of chances. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Martinez goes without saying um, he's a good yeah. team. Yeah, he's still only 4.8. I mean, I'd think twice if he were 5 million, but if he was less than 5, <laughs> he might as well. Good shout. Jamie, who would your three picks be if you had to pick three people from the Villa um, squad to be in your fantasy football team? Well, I mean, I'm going to bar Grealish because I've already got him. I'll still yep. pick three. Um, no, I'll go Grealish, I guess. Yeah. No, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say Barkley just because I feel like Grealish, if you look at his displays for England, if you look is this base this season he's a nailed on pick for everybody so yeah if you can find someone else in that team that happens to get bonus points or a couple more points than greenish then that's going to give you the little bit of head and shoulders above the rest a little and bit barkley of a would be the other yeah the differential and barkley would be the other person to look because he was on fire with arsenal as well yeah he was just as creative as greenish and but just coming through the middle and um that's exactly what they brought um barkley in for to take away mm-hmm. some of the creative pressure from Greenish. So I think if you look into him, them two together, if you have gone both, then why not? But if you've got one or the other, I think you'll do you'll do pretty well. I think Barkley, you've just got to give him a little bit of time to settle in and hit the heights that Greenish has been hitting and he'll get there. I think Ollie Watkins as well, I think he's a good he's a good striker to have because I feel like strikers apart from Werner and Kane and Bamford, if you're willing for it, is like I don't know, they're not prolific as the midfielders this season. So I think it's it's worth a punt that go for Ollie Watkins and then like safe as houses uh Martinez in, in goal. Sweet, sweet. I like those three picks. Okay. Alright, shall we move on? Mm-hmm. Cool. You're all about to witness a monumental 
So <laughs> we'll take the contrast then. We'll just then go to to Leicester. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. So Leicester, obviously, um, we know who they've got next, but three after that. So Leicester's got Liverpool, Fulham, Sheffield United and Brighton. So obviously Liverpool's a tough fixture and then they've got three very easy fixtures after that. So it's actually pretty good. And considering Liverpool's weekend, you know, I wouldn't say is a tough, tough fixture for them. So what are your thoughts, guys, on any players from Leicester right now? Who would you kind of be looking at or doing if you had any of them? Jamie, I'll uh, let you go first. Have you got any Leicester players, Jamie? No, I had um, I had Harvey Barnes for a while and I got frustrated and I transferred him out. But um, oh, really? yeah, I did. I had him for most of the interview. I can't remember which game it was, but I was getting frustrated with him. And I swapped him out for Greenish because I had some money left over, which was a great decision. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I suppose. But um, I don't know, looking at Leicester's fixtures... They're not bad. Sheffield, Brighton, Fulham, and, well, even Liverpool, they can get some joy there. I think Vardy, of course. I think it goes without saying. Yep. He, he's, he looks like he's finding form, and we know what it's like when Vardy finds form. It's hat-tricks and braces here and there. So, um, <laughs> like, literally, and then he'll go quiet for, like, four or five games, but then it'll be another bowl of hat-tricks and braces. So, I think Vardy, um, I think maybe looking to their defence. I'm not really sure how they've been doing... They've been doing okay at the back, to be honest. But I think maybe looking to the defence, that would be um, you could pick a player from there. But, um, yeah, I quite like the look of Fofana. He's mm-hmm. um, he's got a knee injury right now, so he might not play. But if he does play, I quite li- like the look of him, especially from his last game. He's one of those centre backs that's very confident with the ball. Steps really steps really far up actually Ooh. to pass the ball, and he's very good at tackling. He's very fast. He's got a lot of pace. You know, he's got good ball control. He's good at passing the ball. He looks very promising. I think he's one to kind of keep on the radar. And he's really cheap as well. He's only um, five mil. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. So not bad at all. One to keep I an think, eye on. And- I think that spot is his for him to lose now because Soyuncu is not going to be back until January. No. Mm-hmm. No. What about the... Um, oh, so he's not expected back under the 21st of November. The fullback, Cast- Castanier? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like him also. But like you said, I'm not sure how it's his hamstring, so you've got to see how he recovers from that as well. I don't know how uh, how rushed uh, Rogers will be to get him back into the side straight away. Cool. What about yourself, um, Kojo? Who do you like the look of? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jamie's right. Vardy, even though the next game is Liverpool, I wouldn't write that off him. And then the rest, he's going to have joy there as well. With the midfield, it's a bit more difficult because, like like Jamie said, Harvey Barnes is quite a frustrating player to own. Um, he shoots a lot, but, you know, if he's not hitting it... I mean, you could think about Tielemans. Tielemans sits a bit deeper, I think, mm. in more a kind of assist the assister type. But when Vardy's not on the pitch, he takes the penalties and he's got the same amount of points as Harvey Barnes. You can get him for 0.5 less. So he might be worth a look. He's 6.4 for Tielemans. And the, the, the defence, yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. I mean, I've got Justin. I know a lot of people have. And until yeah. Pereira's back, uh, I'm quite happy to stick with him as well. Yeah, nice. Cool. All right, we've got three teams left. Should be pretty quick for these ones. So next we've got Wolves. They've got Southampton, Arsenal, Liverpool and Aston Villa. So not the easiest of fixtures, um, I'd say, overall. And um, What are your thoughts, guys? Any attacking or defensive players you might still consider for Wolves? 
I don't know, man. I mean, Wolves are good. They're organised, but they don't look like they're blowing teams away at the moment. And because they've been in the Premier League for a while and they're a reliably good team, you do have to pay a fair bit for their assets, like more than what you would pay for Aston Villa assets. Mm. Result. Uh, I mean, Jimenez, he's, he's generally quite reliable, but, you know, sometimes he's also just quiet. And when he does score, it's normally just one goal at a time. 8.4, again, for a little bit more money, you could be getting Jesus, Vardy uh, or Kane or um, Werner. And for a little bit less, you could be getting Bamford. Yeah. Uh, with the rest, there's just a bit too much uh, rotation there for my liking. Neto, Hodens, uh, Traore, they're all good, but you don't know if they're going to start. Although I've been hearing that Traore has been making a lot of noise in the press recently, hasn't he? about how he's he's not starting enough. And I, I don't know if you know Spirit of Santos is going to react to that. You know, he might it might backfire on Traorade. He just might think, right, I'll show you, you know. Mm-hmm. Well I guess he wants to get in the Spain squad, doesn't he? So yeah. to make as much money as possible. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Jamie, is there anyone in the Wolves team that you particularly like the look of for the next upcoming fixtures or would you kind of not really look at them twice? I mean, I don't know. I don't know with Wolves. Like um, Kojo said, they were so prolific over the last couple of seasons. This season, it just feels a bit flat. Like, it's just not as exciting anymore. You're not seeing so many out-of-the-box, like, crazy shots. You're not seeing two or three goals up. It's just, like, one and done or nil-nil or just boring results. If I'm looking at Wolves, I'm looking at their offence. I'm looking, because I think those are their high-scoring players. Maybe at Patricio for 5.5 million, not a bad keeper. Or Sice, who likes to get forward as a defender. So um, those are the two areas that I'll be looking at for them to. I don't know if I would bother Jimenez. Like for the price point and the amount of goals I'm getting in return, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Cool. You're all about to witness a monumental All right, moving on. We've got two pretty poorly performing teams. So I'll give you guys a quiz. Can you guess what two teams are at the bottom of the league right now? <laughs> Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, guys. You've got five seconds. Fulham West Brom. Fulham Burnley. Sorry? Fulham Burnley. Yeah, no, is, it, no it's, is it Sheffield United and West Brom? Ooh, close, guys. You you need to combine those two answers. Come on. <laughs> uh, Burnley it, Yeah, it's, it's Burnley and Sheffield. Oh, right. So you got Sheffield United with one point. However, they've played eight games and you've got Burnley with two points. However, they've played seven games. Scary stuff, man. After Burnley's next game, they might move to third from bottom because I'm pretty sure West Brom will lose and Burnley... Actually, no, Burnley might lose as well. So, actually, no, you never know. No, you never Um, know. um, Unless they shock Palace. Yeah. A lot of people think they might get out of it, man. Yeah, I mean, are we are we going to bother to look at uh, West Brom and Fulham's fixtures, or is it just like? No, nah. I, I, I was just going to say that those are the two worst teams. <laughs> I left them for last on purpose. Yeah, and I I think obviously it'd be suicide if anyone considered putting any of the players from Fulham or West Brom in their team, considering the fixtures they have coming up. Yeah, um, it's true. I mean. I suppose long term, some people reckon that the fact that Ivanovic is at West Brom might improve their defence, but he he's like 74. I don't know how how that's <laughs> going to help. 
I don't know how that's going to help. He's a, dress, he's a dresser room signing. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Oh, good. So, yeah. It's crazy, man. Sheffield, you know. Think about how we were talking about how you talked about Sheffield last season and think about how you talk about him this season. Well, uh, I think really. it's, it's topsy turvy because I, I have to admit, like a lot of people, I thought overlapping centre backs last season when they got promoted and they had overlapping centre backs. I just thought well, that just means that they've got a big hole in their defence and they're going to get ripped to shreds. And they didn't. And now everybody's like, oh, Sheffield United, they're quite reliable. And now they're getting ripped to shreds. So it's, it's kind of. They've kind of switched it round. The expectations have switched yeah. round, haven't they? I mean, people are looking yeah. at Chris Wilder like he's the best manager in the Premier League last season. <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> there was a lot of talk. I mean, I, I touched on it by saying that being a good manager, it's not just about finding hungry players, but it's about finding players who stay hungry. And sometimes they just take their foot off the pedal. And if you can't motivate them, you've got to ship them out and get in people who are going to want to do it season after season after season mm. yeah i think they should look at um what's that man united second keeper try and get him in on a loan or something like that <laughs> <laughs> that might help him out a little bit <laughs> well that's cold <laughs> uh, so bad but anyway you're all about to witness a monumental throwdown yeah so if you want to squeeze in well, I mean, we've pretty much looked at the fixtures which are going to come up this weekend in one way or another anyway. But if anybody wants to make any quick predictions of any kind, like who's going to bang this weekend or whether they expect a, a good result or a bad result. I expect a good result from United and I expect Fernandes to do bits against West Brom. I also expect a good result from Everton against Fulham and I expect Carvert-Lewin to do some bits. Finally, I expect a good result from Palace, and I expect Zaha to do some bits, probably get a penalty as well. Ooh. Big J, you've got any thoughts about this weekend? I don't know if it's a thought or if it's just wishful thinking. Bamiyang Hattrick. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me think about that for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. on. Um, I don't know. I think the Liverpool-Leicester game, I'm really interested to see how that goes. Because yes. Liverpool with with a lack of defence, Brendan Rodgers being the tinkerman and like loving to like pick his game plan against the team he's playing against. I'm intrigued to see what he does. I feel like he yeah. might just stick five attackers on and just say, you know what, have it. <laughs> I think all lives are going to be on that game. I I don't really have too much more to add to what you guys have just said. But I will say one thing. You know, Jurgen Klopp is still a good manager. So mm-hmm. you don't know. Maybe some of these kids, some of these fringe players, might suddenly come good because you know at the end of the day he did pick them for a reason and he probably thought to himself if the worst comes to the worst I can rely on these guys to step in you know and if they all do the Gagan pressing and lesser don't even get out of their half then Jota pops up with a couple of goals it could be all over yeah rock and roll football <laughs> I mean Alice yeah. is goal you know yeah, um, yeah so I know <laughs> would you yes, think you the Liverpool fan, what do you think? I think we've still got Mane, and he is our best player so far this season. Mm-hmm. And we've got Firmino and we've got Jota. So yeah, we've got a good attacking trio. We've got still got a strong midfield. It's just mm-hmm. the defensive side is a little bit weaker. So yeah, I do think there'll be goals on both sides, and I think it might finish like 2 or or 3-2. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a tight one. 
we say that, oh, but hey, like it could be 9 0. Who knows? 9 0, <laughs> just imagine. What was the last time that it. ever happened? Oh. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, okay. not long enough, though. <laughs> it's that type of season. Right, um, I think that brings us to the end of proceedings this evening. If you're listening on the YouTube versions, then by all means, hit the like button. Uh, also subscribe so you know when the next episode is coming out and uh, show some love. It's all good. Uh, our Twitter handle is in the description below at FPL underscore Rose. So hit us up uh, on Twitter. We'll be showing you what we're going to be doing with our FPL Bros team on there. And also, if you've got any questions or any thoughts on what we discussed tonight, please let us know. But also, yeah, questions as well. And we will look at them at the next episode. So, yep, yeah, I'm just going to bounce now and I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Take care, guys.